Hey, you're about to listen to some bonus content from our series, Affirm Foundation. I'll be talking with Josh Rowand about some of the methods and resources that he uses to really connect with the Lord in his word. And if he mentions anything that you think you might want to check out, links are in the show notes. Okay, so for anyone who's not familiar with what we've been doing in the Firm Foundation series, the whole point of this series is to help people to understand that there is relevant truth in the Word of God that we can build our lives on. And if we will build our lives on the Word, it will develop inside of us a firm foundation that can stand in the storms of life and the testings of life. And man, we need that more than ever as we look out into our future in 21st century America. So what I wanted to do in this bonus segment was bring Josh Rowand in and have him talk about some of the uh, methods and some of the resources that have really been a help for him in his own personal life. And in his case, he doesn't talk so much about methods. Mostly he talks about resources. But um, anyway, yeah, so I'll just turn it over to Josh. Yeah, well, if you're out there and you're watching, like, you don't, we can get so overwhelmed. I don't know how to read, I'm not reading this the right way. And then you can get into self-condemnation about that. Like, we're not trying to do that. We're just trying to resource the people out there listening. There are many ways that you can engage Scripture, abide in Him, and let His Word transform your mind. And one of the things that has really helped me is it's a really like early church practice and it's called the daily office. And basically, a lot of us have morning quiet time, but this practice says, okay, in the morning, at noon, or sometime in the middle of the day, and at the end of the day, I'm going to make space for the Lord. Maybe that's just 10 minutes on your lunch break. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's right before you go to bed, but I am going to make space for the Lord. And so I had heard about this resource. It's called The Psalms in 30 Days by Trevin Wax. Obviously, he didn't write the Psalms, but he, (laughs) he organized this, and he gives a psalm or two in the morning. He gives a psalm for your afternoon meditation, and he gives a psalm in the evening. And maybe there's a call to prayer or something written in here, but... What I've found is praying scripture really helps me when I don't know what to pray. Um, I can pray for my family, my friends. I can pray for the world or lost people. But um, sometimes I just, Romans says we don't know what to pray for as we should. And so learning to pray God's word back to him, I found super helpful. And I think I mentioned earlier, I don't think about God rightly. And so when I pray the Psalms and I'm like, I'm meditating on how big he is, how great he is. It puts me in my proper place. And so this is just one thing. This guy is not doing anything revolutionary. You could do this just in the Bible that you have, but just I am going to be intentional to pray one psalm a day. That can be something you can easily add to your routine and Okay, Lord. And then if it's not true of me, if I'm reading something, Lord, make this true of my heart. In faith, I'm believing you're going to help me love you like the psalm says. And that's just something that I did. I did this last year. I went through this book, and it was the discipline of, of doing this and making time for the Lord at each time of the day. That's something that has stuck with me. I'm not always perfect at that, but having those extra times to kind of check in or renew my mind, that's been really cool. When you, when you pray the Psalms or when you pray God's Word back to Him, whatever it might be, are you sort of like reading it in a prayerful 
attitude or are you, for instance, like reading one verse and then praying about that verse? Yeah. Uh, it can be both because sometimes the Psalms are hard. You're just like, I don't, I don't know what to do this. Um, okay, so take Psalm 103, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you could read that, and that could be true, but it's almost like you're talking to yourself. So I can say, I do praise the Lord. I praise the Lord with all my soul, with everything that I am right now. Lord, I praise you. Verse 2 says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to go into that. So I would say, okay, maybe I read that and say, Lord, right now I am calling to mind your benefits. I'm remembering, verse 3, who forgives all your sins. Thank you, God, that you forgive all my sins, Mm -hmm. who heals all your diseases. Thank you, Lord, that you heal all of our diseases. And so it might turn into thanksgiving. God, I'm thanking you because this is what you're like. Mm -hmm. Um, Verse 8, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. I'm thanking you, Lord, that you're like this. I'm praising you, Lord, because you're slow to anger. You're not like me. You're not easily peeved or irritated. Uh, You're not always going to accuse. You don't treat us like our sins deserve. And so a lot of this... If it's a praise psalm, you can use that to fuel your praise. Sometimes the psalms are penitent or they're cries of repentance. Well, those are really good too. And even the early church fathers used to have a confession that would say, for the sins that we're aware of and the sins we're not aware of. And so even as I'm praying a psalm like, Lord, have mercy on us, Daniel, when he intercedes for Israel, um, he's praying not that he has personal sins. Lord, forgive us our sins. Lord, mm-hmm. in my family, Job prayed for his every day, would offer sacrifices, prayed for his children if they had sinned. So uh, using those psalms for penitence or repentance, those are really good. But yeah, you can you can kind of... It's not like I have like a psalm voice that I like personally for me. I feel like people are like, well, how do I how do I do it right? I don't know if there's like a method, but if you just okay, there's a lot of truth here. So if I can thank God for who He is, if I can praise Him for who He is, um, usually when David writes psalms, he's like, and I am this, or Lord, from like sorrows deep I call. That might not be true of me every day. But when I'm in a place like that and I can cry out and find one of Psalm 130 is such a mm. great cry, like, Lord, out of the depths I cry to you, hear my voice, O Lord. And David is just a good psalmist in that David's emotional like I am. So usually he starts out in a place, but then he meditates on the character of God. Yeah. And so letting those things infuse my prayer time, yeah, yeah. it's just... It's, it's put more truth in there, and it almost not purifies, but it gives something weightier, um, more precious, more valuable in my prayer time. And I'm, I'm just thankful because I feel like my – I don't know how to pray as I should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I think you could do that with a lot of different passages too, especially if you realize that there's some – area of your life where you really need work. You know, mm-hmm. like you could pray if, you, if you're feeling like you really need to learn or have a greater humility, you could pray through Philippians 2, 1 to 4, that mm-hmm. where Jesus humbled himself. And you just pray and you just like, Lord, I see this. It's almost like meditating, but you're meditating 
in a conversation with the Lord, mm -hmm. just talking to him about those things. I've definitely done that and found it to be very helpful because like you said, now it's not just my thoughts about what I think maybe I need mm -hmm. or a situation, but these are God's words. I know yeah. if he has said it, yeah. then it's right on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really powerful. And just overall, we, our minds, are, I just realize how much my mind and my natural reasoning mind, my thoughts are not like the Lord. And mm -hmm. so that's why Jesus says, abide in me. And Ephesians 4 says, like, be, uh, well, it talks about being renewed in the attitude of our mind. Romans 12 says, be transformed mm -hmm. by the renewing of your mind. And so someone, a uh, man of God once told me, like, men of God, women of God, people of God read copious amounts of scripture. And that challenged me because I might have been reading like one chapter a day at that mm. point. And so I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Just one thing that I tried to do was I may be doing an intense Bible study in the morning. Maybe I'm working through the book of Ephesians, for example, or I'm working through Romans. And I might be doing word studies and really trying to mine out those nuggets, and there are things. You search the word and you will find them. In addition to that, I have found that just reading the word to kind of just wash over me, just to have a constant stream of scripture mm. in me helps. And so there was a, a series that came out, I think a few years ago. It's called the Immerse Reading Bible. And so they, they bound a lot of these, and they look almost like novels. Mm. They used uh, the New Living Translation, which is a, it's a committee translation. It's not just one person, so it's pretty well respected. But their goal for the New Living Translation was to make a readable version of Scripture. Oh, okay. And so I wouldn't necessarily use the New Living for intense word studies because it's a little bit further from the original Greek and Hebrew, but for reading, it's a pretty accurate translation. So this doesn't have chapter markings, it doesn't have verse markings, but yeah. like this edition is through the first five books of the Bible. So it's Genesis here. And so what I would do is for 10 minutes before I go to bed, I might just read five pages, 10 pages, and they have a reading plan in here, but it just gets scripture into me. And, and I had not been familiar really with the NLT before this. Um, I hadn't really read that. It's not the translation I, I go to, but um, this was like, it was almost like a fresh take on scripture for me. Oh, this is more readable. And I'm just getting some of this in here. It's not for deep Bible study as much as I just want to let the word wash over yeah, me. Yeah. And just in like self-discipline, we talked about discipline's not always pleasant at the time. I remember back in the day, people said like leaders are readers, and so you should discipline yourself to read leadership books or business books or whatever. Like, yeah, but I can also do that. I can apply that to the Word of God. Yeah. And so just in addition to that, this has really helped me just get in the Word and let that kind of wash over me. And um, it's not anything that I'm, I'm, I can maybe meditate on that, but that's just, I'm just trying to get the big flow of scripture. Yeah, I'm not necessarily going super deep, yeah. if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I know a lot of people do is there's a lot of like read through the Bible in one year plan. And sometimes those will only have you in one book of the Bible. So if you start, if, or if you're doing that, maybe you're starting in Genesis and then you're trying to go through. 
And what I have found is there are some plans that will keep you in multiple parts of the Bible at the same time. So maybe you're in Genesis and in the Gospels and in a Psalm and in one of the epistles. Right. And what you see when you approach the Bible that way is there are themes that are through the whole canon of Scripture. And if you're in the minutia of Mark or in Romans when the Apostle Paul is writing, you might miss, oh, hey, this theme that he's hitting right now, this is all through the Pentateuch. This is all through the prophets, and it's culminating in what Paul is saying here mm. in Romans. And so one of my friends wrote this book, and it's called Live Dead Joy. And this basically has a Bible plan in it that will always keep you in the Gospels. You'll read probably one chapter of the Gospels a day, one Psalm or Proverb a day, one chapter in the Epistles in the New Testament, and then a few chapters in the Old Testament. And so it's probably given you six chapters a day to do Bible study, to mm -hmm. dig in, and then it gives you a short devotional. And then what I like about this book particularly is um, this guy is a missionary overseas, and so he gives you a unreached people group to pray for. And so that just helps me. Oh, hey, I'm getting kind of a, a broad view of Scripture again. I'm seeing things that connect well from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And, okay, I'm, I'm reading a devotional, seeing themes that maybe I wouldn't have seen if I was micro-focused, and I'm praying for lost people. And I know for me, I don't think about the lost Somalis every day. I know there are people out there who don't know Jesus, but people who live in Azerbaijan or Kyrgyzstan or Yemen, they don't come to mind. But I know in my life, I'm where I'm at today because people were praying for me by name. Mm. And so if I can lift up some of these unreached peoples and bring them before the Lord, I believe the Lord hears and honors those prayers. Mm. So that's just another resource that I found to be helpful. I think what I'm just, probably this would be better in closing, but it's on my mind right now, is just that there's a lot of different ways that you can have a rich life in the Word of God, mm -hmm. you know? It's not like everybody has to get force-fit into one specific, this is the right way. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's, I'm really glad because I'm hoping that what we're doing is giving people the awareness of some things that they could use. Like the yeah. main thing that a person should do is something, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? Like do something. Yeah and establish the habit, and then you'll start to find out, oh, wow, there are these really cool resources that yeah. I could use, and yeah. And you can switch it up. That's the other thing. I, yeah. th I think people think, oh, I have to, I am set into this way for the next, like my next 40 years of right, life. Right, right, right. And I have found that uh, because, like if I'm spending an hour in the Word in the morning, I'm very rarely doing one thing for that hour. At the end of that hour, what I do want to do is like ask, is there a way that I can be uh, accountable to this? Is there a way I can obey? What we mm. talked about earlier. But I might start with a, an overview. I might start with a psalm, and I use that to pray through, yeah. and that kind of goes over into prayer. And then I'm coming back, but I'm thankful for that. I might start with a read through the Bible in a year plan, and that takes 20 minutes. Right. And then... 
in one of those chapters or maybe a different even plan that I'm doing, I'm going deep. And so maybe that's overwhelming to people. And if it is, don't worry about that. But you can switch it up. Mm-hmm. And I think I've found that to be helpful. Okay, when I've been in one thing for a long time, or sometimes that's helped me too. Like if you find another solid translation that maybe you haven't read before, my whole life I've predominantly read the NIV. And so this year, another really good committee translation is the Christian Standard Bible. And so this year, in one of my reading plans, and I'm just going through the Bible in a year, I'm reading that in the CSB. And some of these verses that are so familiar are phrased a little bit differently, and it's just making different things pop out. Mm. And so that was just a little change I made this year, but it's had incredible fruit, and I'm really thankful for that. And I guess the last thing I was going to say is one thing that really helped me when I was in the residential program at Pure Life Ministries is Pastor Steve wrote a resource called Pressing On Towards the Heavenly Calling. And this is a a study through the prison epistles. So it's not just one book, but Paul wrote all four of these epistles while he was in prison. And so what was really cool in this is there are some rich lessons, and I think it's relevant today because we're a people, we just went through a global pandemic, our, you know, external freedoms were limited. Paul can relate to that. He was in prison. He was chained to somebody, you know, and what came out of him? Well, Philippians, there's all this joy that radiates out of Paul. And so this just was a really, I was really blessed doing this study. And what came out of this, this is, Pastor Steve gets into word studies here, but you have the whole scope over four epistles, is I really wanted to, beyond this, I wanted to dig into Ephesians. So I remember thinking, you know what? I used to do like community theater back in the day and I memorized Shakespeare. I can't tell you it to this day, but I'm like, I could probably memorize the whole book of the Bible. And maybe that was audacious. That's not the right word. Uh, (laughs) That was a big endeavor to take on, but I started to one verse at a time. Pretty soon I had all of Ephesians 1 memorized and then Ephesians 2. And then I, um, I got, and this might be a resource for people, there's the internet. You can use it for good. So like I found a recording of all of Ephesians in one track. And so I downloaded that on my phone. And so when I would be in the car, I would say before I'd listen to music, it was 15 minutes long. I'm going to listen to Ephesians through one time. And themes would pop out in chapter five. Oh yeah, he said this back in chapter two. And I was hearing all of that at once. And that helped me as I was memorizing verse by verse. Oh yeah, this verse feeds into Mm. that. I didn't memorize, like I couldn't tell you Ephesians three verse two. I could probably get there if I like worked up into it. Um, That helped me memorize six chapters of Ephesians. And I am not someone who I'm like, wow, I'm just so intelligent. But that listening to it, help me. And so there's a lot of audio resources that are out there that you can listen to the word and that might help you as you mutter along with it. Um, You might find that you're memorizing more scripture than you ever have. And that came out of a word study thing, an overview, and then I was like, this is so powerful. I want to hide this in my heart. Mm. And so I took initiative. But there's so many different ways you can engage scripture and I'm thankful that the Lord meets us in any and or all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I've, the pieces of feedback I've heard about the uh, 
the walk series that people really like is that they don't, they're not like a workbook in the sense that you read a paragraph and then maybe it asks some questions and you fill in some blanks and then it sort of tells you what they want you to learn. With the prison epistle or with the uh, walk series, most of what you're doing is just reading the Bible mm-hmm. and then engaging with it. Mm-hmm. And what do you think he wants you to learn from this? Or mm-hmm. comparing scripture with scripture so you yeah. start to get a full picture of things. So if you like that more than, I don't know, some of the, yeah, some of the Bible studies maybe just feel a little bit more, they're very guided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, These are much less guided you're just spending a lot of time in the Bible. Yeah, and you can definitely branch off. And where this might be different, if, if you're one of our listeners and you've only ever had experience with the walk of repentance, the walk of repentance is a topical Bible study. But where this and our other walk series, He Leads Me Beside Still Waters and A Lamp Into My Feet, they're going through the Psalms intentionally. Yeah. This is walking you through Ephesians 1, and guess what? Ephesians 2 comes after Ephesians 1, and it all builds on one another. So if you haven't experienced that, this is where this resource is kind of unique in that you're going through four letters that Paul wrote while he's in prison. Yeah. And there's so much... I mean, I guess you could do that with the walk of repentance too, but there's so much you can shoot off. And okay, listen, he he hit this, but man, I want to spend an extra 20 minutes meditating on this, and you can totally do that. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, that's great. Everything that you've mentioned, we're going to put in the show notes, so if people are interested in picking up copies of any of that, um, we'll have links or at least the names so that people can search for them on Amazon. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. All right, thanks so much for joining us. If you haven't listened to the episode that I did with Josh about abiding in the vine, just check out episode number 536.